Hello, Internet peeps, and welcome to another edition of Escape from SideQuest. I almost said Big Trouble Podcast, but whatever. Welcome to a show. Yes, welcome to a show that has Joe Doves and... Andy. I'm Andy. I'm the other one. Yes, the other one. The best one. Around. No one can like ever keep you down. Karate Kid people, if you're, you know, not as old as us. But here we are with our video game podcast where every other week we come here, we talk about video games. I know Andy has a lot to talk about video games since he went to a con. So let's start it off with what the hell have you been playing, Andy? Um, I mean, it was still a bunch of Smash Brothers, but over, let's see, Wednesday until yesterday, a total of like six days, I was in Washington, D.C. and I went to MAGFest and I played... They got like a fucking Walmart-sized arcade on free play, and they have the exact same amount of space devoted to console games. And there's a computer museum with a bunch of nice stuff in it. And then also, um, my three of my friends and I had a suite, and it was awesome. And we sat around and played a ton of Switch games. So, I mean, if I listed everything I played, it would take up the whole show. But mm-hmm. walking around, um, I realized I'm in love with the game Donkey Kong Three for arcade. It's like the one where you're um. What's it? Stanley. Stanley, the bug killer, catcher guy. I can't remember. But you're like spraying, trying to get Donkey Kong to go up this tree. And he's like hitting beehives and a bunch of bees are coming after you. It's a weird game. And of course, there's no like competent port for it for anything. But apparently the NES game is okay. It's on the Wii U. I might buy it. But Arcade Archives has done the first two Donkey Kong arcade games. So I'm hoping they do it too. But anyway, I also played uh, uh, Hogan's Alley. On the NES, Silent Scope. The scope actually worked in the arcade. It was awesome. Sweet. I love Silent Scope. Yeah, Silent Scope kicks ass. Every they have it there every year, but usually it like breaks on the first day. But it worked the whole time this time. Nice. Um, Centipede was a lot of fun, but of course it is. I, I found a new pinball game that is my favorite, besides Hercules, of course. Hercules is like an oversized pinball game, and the 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 ball is a cue ball. But mm-hmm. um, besides that, uh, there's an Adventures of Indiana Jones pinball. It's a ton of fun. I played Donkey Kong Jr. as well, but that was on the Atari ST in the Computer Museum. I played Quake in the Computer Museum. And then there were several times when all my friends and I, we sat around and we played Smash Brothers, Crawl, Mario Kart, Super uh, Super Mario Party, Mario Tennis Aces, stuff Mm-mm. like that. And we drank a bunch, so what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, did you see anybody special at Mag? I know there was Xavier Woods there. Uh, I know there was other, like, the famous people that went actually yeah there was a there was a fair amount of like like big name folks there i didn't get to see him because they moved like he was going to do a signing and a panel and they they moved one and canceled the other and i was in a concert now, yeah i heard about the concert i heard it was really cool too yeah i mean they, they they do like five concerts a night for four nights like i saw oh my gosh the super soul brothers nine of the rounds mc front a lot um Frank Kel- Kelpaki, is that how it's pronounced? And the Tiberian Sons, uh, Space Cowboy, um, a bunch of other bands. I can't even remember. There's just too damn many of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, meaning music and games. So it's like concerts and then also games. And then I bought two games and I saw a bunch of other nonsense and stuff like that. So they have like vendors there if you want to buy old school games. Yep. Well, unfortunately, kind of to my chagrin, they have a ton of vendors there, like a lot, a lot, a lot. 
mm-hmm. but they're not all selling games. Some of them are. Those are the ones I'm interested in. But there's there's people there selling like board games and magic cards, and there's a lot of people selling like T-shirts and like kitschy stuff they've made, and there's a lot of artists selling prints, and that stuff's all super cool too. But I, I like looking at old games. I've got um, art prints there in the past, but honestly, I'd, I don't I don't know where I'd put them now. So I didn't get anything like that. But they people selling glassware and people selling like stupid body pillows with characters from Overwatch on them, and you know all kinds of interesting stuff to look at. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, mine is not as excited as you because I was home playing an MMO, and um, I I'm I'm one of the people that go. MMO, MMOs, ill. I don't have time for that. Yeah, no, they suck. But Final Fantasy XIV is pretty good. Um, you still do your grind, but there's so much quest that you can go for story mode that it's not really needed. And there's so much other stuff to do to grind that makes it interesting instead of going to enemies to enemies to enemies to try to level up before you go into a dungeon. So... I'm level 29. I tried to play last night. Maybe that's why I woke up a little late. Uh, I came home at 2 a.m. I said, you know what, I'm going to do one level. And then I got caught up in the story. And then, you know, I pretty much stopped. Um, Another game. It's an old school game. Age of Empires 2 I played. I love it. The game's great. I bought it during the Steam sale. Um, Pretty weird on... Because when I first started it up, it kept on crashing. And I'm like, why is it crashing? Mm. So I, I read up that you had to go into the properties and change the startup to, like, Windows XP. <sighs> Meaning it didn't change your operating system. It just It's tricking Agent Empires of thinking that you're on Windows XP so that it could play. And, it's an oldie. Mm-hmm. Man, that game is so fucking cool. I love that game. That, that's that might be my favorite RTS of all time. You know, when you start getting the the monks and the priests and stuff, and they're like whoa, 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 <laughs> and you have like a whole army of those, it's fucking hilarious. But um, I forgot. Got to use the Spaniards. Get those. Uh, oh, they get they get missionaries. Yeah, they're like monks on horseback. That's where it's at. Yeah, and then they get like the elephant ones. I with the the pack that I got on Steam during the winter sale, I also got Age Empires 3. Did you play that yet? Yeah, I like that game a lot, too. Cool. Uh, it, I guess it's a little more updated than 2, right? Obviously. Yeah, I mean, it's prettier and stuff. It takes place in a different time in history, the the colonial period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, other than that, I mean, I played Smash. I played a couple. My routine for the day, every day, is I get up, I go to my Switch, I play a couple of Smash, and then I uh, get ready for my day. Yeah, you gotta update all of your, your explorers and stuff like that, too. Mm-hmm. I'm still on my quest to, like, 100% a bunch of shit. I'm doing a bunch of challenges. I've got about 1,100 spirits now, so I'm close-ish. i got 200 left. Mm-hmm. The game is so fucking cool, and I wish I had friends down here <laughs> to, like, share Smash with. Yeah, it was super fun playing it with my friends. It's funny that there were several times in the hotel room, like, we were all in the same room, but we were all playing on our own. We were all playing Smash Brothers, but it's like someone was doing a challenge, I was doing the spirit board, someone else is doing classic mode, and one of the guys just got the game, so he was just trying to beat World of Light. 
and we were like, you know, this is this is nice too. I just I like just sitting here, and we were still talking about Smash Brothers while we played it. So you know, we were still like engaging each other and stuff like that. But it was just funny because we're all in the same room playing the same game, but not together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nintendo knows how to make people come together. I tell you that. Um, I forgot to do a segment before we get into what the hell we've been playing, but Wheel of Quest. Yeah. <laughs> we have one more quest to cap uh, our limit and so that we have to start, you know, finishing our quest. Yeah. So, Andy, I'm going to go with you first. I'm at the wheel right now. Going to spin it. Spin, spin, spin the Wheel of Quest. What will Andy get? Beat any game. I think you already have that one, don't you? I didn't hear it. What was it? Beat any game on your backlog. <laughs> uh, more yes, though, no, sort of. You know, I'm gonna spin again. I, I I want something different. Andy spinning, spinning. Host showdown. So this is where uh, you have to challenge me to any game of your choosing, and uh, we battle it out, and you have to win. Oh. So I'm guessing Smash. So fuck. <laughs> no, until I get an adapter. I don't know if I want to play Smash again because we had that tiny, tiny, tiny little bit of lag. Speaking mm-hmm. of which, if anyone's listening and you have a recommendation for a LAN adapter for the Switch, I'm interested to hear it. But uh, it's probably going to be Tennis Aces. Okay. I think. I'm thinking. All right. So write that on the if you're in the dock host showdown. Okay, now time for me to spin. Wheel, 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 spin, spin, spin for a quest. Beat a spinoff? What was that about? A spinoff, you know, something that's not a main series game. Oh, uh, Like a handheld game from a main series or like... Like a Metal Gear Rising? Persona is a spinoff of Shin Megami, or like Yoshi is a spinoff of Mario, or Mario. Paper Mario is a spinoff of the Mario RPG franchise. Or like Metal Gear Rising? Yeah. Yeah, Metal Gear Rising, Metal Gear Survive. No. Metal Gear Acid. Acid is better than fucking Survive. My stools are better than survive. Mm -hmm. And by the way, everybody needs to know that if you go on nerdreview.com, I posted all the winners of uh, our award show. And I have right at the bottom next to the the game of the year and have the worst game of the year, Metal Gear Survive. So fuck you, Konami. Which I heard, by the way, that Konami is thinking about re-releasing the or remastering the Metal Gear thing again. Probably. It's a good way for them to make a quick buck. They do it about once a generation, so it's about time. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about that, because I I, 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 I I think I just might just rather buy like a PS3 and get the old Metal Gear Legacy collection. Yeah, buy it used too, so Konami doesn't get that money. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I do have a couple of news that we could talk about, and it's kind of, kind of late. Around this time is when news is going to slow down because I, I looked at the release dates for 2019, 
and there are games that like Division Two is coming out in March. Uh, you have Resident Evil Two Remake, which is coming at the end of the year. Kingdom Hearts comes out this month. Whoop, whoop. Oh yeah, that too. Which... Also, Ace Combat. That's not as big. I'm gonna get that too. But yeah, Kingdom Hearts. Woo. Yeah, and um, you know, you still have games up in the air like Ghost of Tsushima. I don't know how to say that fucking name. Um, uh, Death Stranding still up in the air, and then uh, Last of Us Part Two. I don't so, think Damon Cross Machina has a solid release date yet either. Mm-hmm. So a lot of a lot of games up in the air. I figure at least half of them are going to get delayed because it's uh, usually they announce games that are going to come out in 2019. If it's like in the beginning or at least halfway, they'll um, they would re- release news at late 2018, and we still don't have anything yet. And plus, you have Sony that is going on about, um, you know, skipping E3, skipping uh, their own thing that they have every uh, December. So who knows when they're going to come out with a news conference or trailers to show that when their games are coming out. Good for you, Sony. You have you you get something to show and then show us. Mm-hmm. Force them to do something. Weird. True. There's a. Uh, Nintendo likes to do a Nintendo Direct in January. I was reading an interesting Reddit post about um, speculation as to whether or not they would do it because they they have since since they started the Direct. January always has at least a small one. I, I'm hoping there's something like that. That's that I'm I'm craving it now that Smash Brothers has had time to like settle. I'm I'm anxious for Nintendo to be like, okay, it's time to start talking about Metroid Prime Four or whatever. You know, Animal Crossing. Where's Animal Crossing, Nintendo? Where is it? Where it's Pikmin. <laughs> yeah, and that's a Pikmin. Yeah. Um, to go into a little bad news, and uh, Call of Duty, when it released, like, people were like, oh, this is cool. You know, you have Blackout. You have their... Well, I understand it's doing extremely well. Yeah. It's a Call of Duty, so duh. But, I mean, even by Call of Duty standards, it's doing well. <laughs> yeah, Black Ops usually does good during, in, in the series, but... They kind of did a heel turn, and if you're not familiar with a heel turn, that is a wrestling term for calling bad guy. And knowing AAA games, um, publishers like Activision like to, you know, steal your money. They like to nickel and dime you, and they'll do anything to fucking take your money. And I believe this is the lowest I ever saw a publisher do this. So, you know, on attachments on your guns, the red dot. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Laser sight or whatever. Yeah. Or do you mean like a, a, a hollow point scope? Like it's got the floating. It, it's a, it's, a, it's literally a circle of a red dot for okay. through your scope. Yeah, okay. They are making you pay for a red dot. <laughs> like, a, like real money? Yeah, a dollar. How much is it? Uh, it's a hundred of their currency points, which is literally a dollar. A dollar? Yeah. I mean, a penny would be too much. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why? Is it just the red dot? What, yeah. Can you just use like a regular scope? No, it's just a red dot. Just a circle. But that's like... Like they can't even hide how scumbag that is. Mm-hmm. And a, a lot of speculations are going that the reason they held this off is so that you know people wouldn't get mad. And now they released the news, and guess what? People are mad. Oh, yeah, no yeah. kidding. <laughs> so it's like 
this is this is this is like putting me over the edge. Uh, usually, I defend like AAA companies, be like, oh, not not because of a microtransaction. I never do that, but it's kind of like I'll ignore, you know, these microtransactions, but still buy the game for the story or at least some of the multiplayer, <laughs> some of it that I could actually play until I, you know, go, oh man, I really do have to buy these microtransactions because people are winning. Um, this is really pissing me off to the point where it's just like, I'm going to pick and choose games that I really want to get. Like Resident Evil 2 Remake is what I really want to get. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 is what I really want to get. Division, I'm going to have to start thinking about it now. Do I really want to get that? Is there going to be microtransactions that are going to be pissing me off? Uh, like, am I going to be giving monies to these developers who fucking make half-ass games and then put out, like, a 50-gigabyte update when you buy the... Like, we're rewarding these half-ass games now, and it's stupid. Yeah, it's because you're giving them money. That's the only way. Like, you can tweet, you can start a hashtag campaign, and you can downvote shit on YouTube, and you can do this, that, and the other. The only way to have your opinion heard is to stop giving money to these companies. Like, I don't understand why people won't. People will buy these games and then buy this shit and then be on Twitter like, oh, I don't like bad, just red dot sad, I don't like it, it should be free, but the game went... Don't buy the game. Don't buy the game. Don't buy the the downloadable content. Don't buy add-ons. Don't buy other games from that company if you can stand it. That's the only language they understand, and and that that's finance. You gotta mm. stop giving them your money. Stop it. And with these AAA, like the whole uh, Red Dead Online thing, the gold, their economic system. I heard it's really stupid to the point where. Um, they're going to make you buy stuff, kind of like in GTA Online. And the reason why they're doing this on Red Dead is because GTA Online was so successful of people buying their stupid little shark cards and stuff and uh, microtransactions. But when you, when you argue enough and then they, like, take it away, all these publishers and these big people in suits are going into meeting rooms and being like, okay, we can't do that, but let's see what else we could do to take money from them. I mean, they're always going to be looking for the next best thing. That's that's what a company's always going to do. It's just whenever you see something you don't like, you, you've got you've got to not do it. You've got to ignore it. Because at the end of the day, all these big companies have to answer to shareholders. Uh, we're making as much money as we can. Well, could you make more money? Oh, God damn it. I, maybe, I guess, we could... We could start cheating our customers, I guess. Mm-hmm. We could we could burn some bridges to make this quarter better. That's you know, and, I, I understand that they they exist to make money. That's the reason corporations and business, you know, free market and capitalism, whatever. But it yeah, really, it's a scumbag move. Don't support it. It really hurts it really the hurts quality of the game and a, a really good game that I played, uh, Marvel Spider Spider Man on PlayStation uh, Four. I almost said PlayStation Two. Um, but, uh, they had DLC already in the game and pretty much announced it that DLC is coming out and being like, Hey, um, give it time. And this part of the, the city will unlock. It's kind of like, 
so the you're making a game and you're making me pay more money and i played some of the dlc actually i should have put that in my thing i played two of the dlc for marvel uh spider-man and it's only 30 to 30 minutes to an hour and it's What's like it uh i got the deluxe edition but i think it was like ten dollars oh okay so you got it included yeah so ten dollars for an hour's worth of gameplay yeah jeez it's like this is getting out of control and i think i have to put my foot down as a person who likes to buy a lot of games from triple a companies to go now i understand like <laughs> why companies like squaresoft take like a million years for a game to come out because they give you a fucking game yeah like kingdom hearts 3 it, a little side story by the way do you know why it took forever for this fucking game to come out because the creator uh, a combination of things i thought but like what primarily the creator wanted pixar in there it, literally uh toy story and yeah. he's he said if toy story or pixar is not in my game i'm not making the game so it's he threw a fit, but he got his way. <laughs> and guess how long Toy Story took to get approved? Three years. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So I appreciate when a publisher and a developer, and I'm not saying all developers are bad, because or good. Or, or good either. Um, but when you have somebody that is passionate to the point of they want to add all the shit. And Nintendo does that too. Look at Smash Brothers. My god. If somebody told me today that Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, uh, which is technically a remastered of the Wii U Smash, uh, um, is going to be good, I I would laugh. Because I'm like, I already played that game, and it's it's a fighting game. What else could they do with it? Yeah. They totally could have gated all these new fighters behind DLC. There could have been a Castlevania DLC that gets you Simon and Richter, and there could have been a Splatoon DLC that gets you all eight of the costumes for the, the Inkling, and they could have done all that stuff. But no, they put it in a $60 game. Mm -hmm. And it every Nintendo game is fucking juicy as fuck. Like yeah, when, they, they like to support him. Like I got a bunch of new free players in Mario Tennis just because I turned it on. Mm -hmm. And even when they do add DLC, it's not it, you don't feel cheated. It's like you look at the the fighter pass; it's twenty five dollars. You look at super the uh, Street Fighter and stuff, and you're paying like thirty to like fifty dollars for a season pass because you. Yeah, I think it was fifty. No, maybe it was just thirty. Mm -hmm. No. But you get, like, fighters and maybe, like, a couple of songs and levels and stuff. But with fucking Smash, you're paying $25 for a fighter pass. And I guarantee during, like, E3s or directs and stuff, they're going to be like, we know we promised, like, five, but here's a special one. Because Nintendo likes to give to people because they know that we're loyal gamers. And, you know, if you treat your customers good, they will buy your shit. And I feel like AAA gaming uh, publishers are just shitting on their fucking customers every fucking year. Because they know people that are on Twitch. Because when they do their little fucking um, 
promotion with streamers, what are streamers going to do? Because they want exposure. They're going to be like, oh, this game is fucking awesome. Go buy their fucking game. And they, and they act like they're having fun. But then, you know, a week later, they're not playing the fucking game anymore. I'm heated. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's nonsense. People have been various levels of heat for for years now. I don't know. All you can do is not buy it. Yeah. I mean, you can see it happening and criticize it. That's what I like to do. But yeah. So my thing is, uh, I have a backlog of games. I want to play old games again. That yeah. uh, Resident Evil, all the Resident Evils, all the... All the Final Fantasies. I bought Final Fantasy V during the Steam sale. And uh, I bought my favorite Final Fantasy. And I know you're going to probably hate this. Final Fantasy X. And, um, I don't hate 10. I'd never played 10 too, so I bought that. It was with it, so it's it's different. I'll, I'll give it that. <laughs> yeah, so you know, it, it it's time to stop giving these fucking people money, and that's what I'm gonna do. On to other news, and this is quick news. Uh, Blizzard uh, reported that Soldier 76 and Overwatch is gay. So um well, that was a left turn news wise. Yeah. Um they have these little shorts that they do on uh I don't know where you get them. I think on their website. Oh like the little videos? Yeah. Oh, they did a new one? That's cool. Yeah, so Soldier 76 is gay people. Just so, just so you know that you you know uh you ca- your video game characters you know things matter like that like race cool. and and sexual Whatever. orientation. I mean, yeah, it's 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 another another thing about a character that's fine yep um in other news are are you a fan of aliens were you a fan of alien isolation the survival horror game that was in my opinion i think did pretty well uh i saw a lot of have an opinion that it did well it did in fact do well that game was pretty good Mm -hmm. And, and and you're itching for a sequel well guess what it's coming to mobile. Why? <laughs> what a middle finger. <laughs> yeah. It's like they have the franchise, but they don't want to devote a bunch of money and a complicated like development team to using that franchise. They're like, oh, well, I guess make a phone game. Mm-hmm. This is something that I guess has been going on in Japan, though, for years. Is there's a lot of their franchises and a lot of their big studios are going to mobile games. Because they cost nothing to make, and if you make pretty much any money after they come out, you—that's all—that's all green. It's all profit. You're, you're in the black. Mm-hmm. They're not green, but I guess a lot of publishers here are starting to learn that too. They can just make a horseshit um, cell phone game, and and they get a, a nice little influx of cash. I mean, Activision announced that that Diablo thing. That was a fiasco, but honestly, if I had to guess, a lot of people are going to buy that game, and they're going to make some money on it. So, oh. Well, yeah, because a lot of these companies, and this goes to, like, wrestling, too, they don't give a shit about the hardcore. The only hardcore stuff that matters is in the beginning to start them off. But Hardcore when... is a small percentage. They need a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So, like, when, when they start going to the casuals that don't really give a fuck about these games, because they're just like, oh, this is a hot new thing. I'm going to play it for a couple months, and that's it. While you have the hardcore gamers that stay with the product and, you know, milk the shit out of it. So, 
it, like you said, uh, Diablo is going to do well because you're going to have that asshole that's shitting on the toilet and not shitting, shitting in the toilet because you shit on the toilet, you're gross. Um, is going to see that in his like iTunes store or Google Play store and go, oh man, look at this fucking, uh, you know, dragon game or devil game, whatever. Yeah, it's just going to be the average, the average people who, who know nothing of this fiasco. This is a uh, uh, gamers gaming has gone mainstream, but gamers are still kind of a niche pain in the ass, way too loud, Twitter loving, Reddit posting, YouTube downvoting, you know, group of garbage people, which yeah. I count myself among. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'll whine about I'll whine about this. I'll whine about a lot of other stuff. But I, I you know, people who are hardcore, I'm using air quotes, gamers are still the minority it's just they're a loud minority it's the silent majority that game companies want to get money from actually they want our money too they want everyone's money mm -hmm. but you can't please all the people all the time yeah, so i it it's an article on kotaku uh, jason schreier wrote it uh, today fox announced alien blackout a survival horror game that is like isolation star series protagonist ellen ripley's daughter amanda Unlike Isolation, which launched on PC and consoles, Alien Blackout is launching on the Apple and Google Store. And unlike Isolation, which was developed by a British studio creative assembly, Alien Blackout will be published by D3Go, previously res uh, responsible responsible for Marvel Puzzle Quest and Adventure Gnome. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, a real prestigious outfit, I see. So it, it's fucking clear at this point where a publisher is like, hmm, let's take a fucking good thing like Aliens and uh, let's not pay a fucking real uh, developer. <laughs> I'm sorry to D3Go, but... Uh, <laughs> Maybe those games were good. I don't know. I'm not the target audience for that nonsense. Yeah, but when you're fucking making Marvel puzzle quests and shit where it's just like a, I, I use my fingers to point to things and shit... Fuck you. <laughs> it's like this is this is a this is fucking retarded at this point. And, and it it it's to the point where these publishers and even um which scares me a little bit, the Nintendo the new president and stuff, uh he has a fascination for uh apps and stuff. That's why they had the Marvel and some of the Final Fantasy stuff um, are in the store. But the the thing is with those stores and the 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 Mario game mm -hmm. is they're decent, <laughs> which which yeah. which I guess is a good thing because you know they're using their developers to make this. But yeah, I mean, phone games aren't aren't inherently evil or anything. I mean, the Nintendo ones are a really good example because not only are the games like decent, and I'm sure they made Nintendo a pretty penny, but they also helped get Mario and and to a lesser extent Animal Crossing and Fire Emblem and stuff like that into like the public consciousness, which makes it all the more likely that A, someone's going to buy a 3DS or a Switch or something and those games, or B, when they're shopping for their kids, now they recognize Oh, Animal Crossing, that's that that <coughs> phone game that is pleasing and pleasant. I'll get that for my kid, or something like that. I mean, everyone knows who Mario is. Mario is one of the most rec recognizable icons on the planet. 
but they're doing a lot to to build their brand because there's still a ton of people in this country and i imagine in the world that for them nintendo is just that gray box that plays nes tapes or or you know nintendo tapes mm-hmm. whatever they call it it's just <coughs> sorry these these companies are thinking because everybody has a cell phone in their hand that's what people want and correct people have cell phones in their hands but i don't know maybe i'm just being old and stuff and be like ah, back in my day we used controllers and stuff and it's just like i don't want to have a phone in my hand all the time well hypothetically let's let's say let's say this game came out and it was actually like really good how would you feel about that like if it was like a well-made clever well-developed no no loot boxes experience if there was no microtransactions and it was a pretty good game to the point where my finger touching is responsive of things i do in the game and it felt like that i got a 60 dollar game and let's say they charged maybe 20 to 30 dollars i'd be like maybe okay but then again i don't game on my phone the only thing that I do on my phone is I do those quick little stu- stupid uh, free point clicks and every time I uh every 5 minutes I get an ad. Or not even not even 5 minutes, every 2 minutes I get an ad, which is annoying. Yeah. I don't know. I I'm I'm just salty. But like I said, maybe it's just cuz I'm old and, you know, the new thing now is it's on phones. And I don't want that, but it's going to happen anyway because people are going to buy it no matter what. It's just the gaming industry needs to change. And if they keep on going down this path, they're just going to get their money and nobody's going to buy their... uh, I mean, they're going to get the casual to buy their stuff, but they're not going to have any player base. So it's like, what do you really want? Do you want people to buy your game and have a player base, or do you just want the quick money? And I think publishers only want the quick money. Well, they do. I mean, that's going to put them in a position where they're going to have to have a game-by-game fight every time they make a new game. They're going to have to sell it to casuals again. Because, you know, people like you and I and and the kind of people who listen to this show, when a Final Fantasy game comes out, I pay attention because I like Final Fantasy. Mm -hmm. average people you've got to put a commercial during the super bowl to get their attention about final fantasy so it's true they're going to have a real hard time if they lose a loyal audience for the sake of a a fickle casual audience however i think this is the other half of this argument something we've argued about on the show before is this is where games as a service come in and that we don't see that on a cell phone necessarily but companies are starting to plan to support games long term now so they're not going to have to have a fight on their hands every time they release a new game they're just going to have the new updates and the new tie-ins to social media and the new crossovers with other other casual games stuff like that if, if they want to support something long term it can help them do that but i i don't know i still i'm not like a market analyst but I don't know if that's going to take. I think there's going to be a lot of short-term success with that. But for the most part, I mean, people can't be bothered to pay attention to a freaking Vine or a TikTok or anything like that, let alone oh. are they going to play the same game for more than a month. Oh, God, TikTok. 
I almost gagged when you said that. Like back in, even people will say like Vine was like terrible, but at least Vine there's some creative people. TikTok is you just fucking lip singing. Ugh. But they're both popular. Yeah. For for better or worse, most of them. Yeah, and I I even with games of service and stuff, it's like, but when you buy a game. You're expecting to have the game fully in your hands at the start. We do the game to service. Yeah, you get a game, and sometimes it's just a base game. Like when Rainbow Six Siege first came out, it was bare bones. It was like you're a shooter. You're in a shooter. Here's your classes, like a few op operatives, and uh, go play terrorist hunt. Go play um, defuse the bomb and all that stuff. Mm. And then later in the years. And then when they started implementing the whole season uh, pass kind of thing, uh, that's when they started adding more. And I will say Rainbow Six Siege is really fucking good now. But the thing, the, the, the fact of the matter is that this is what the game should have been when it first fucking came out. And I feel like these publishers are just like sitting there and be like, imagine if we just gave them like a starter pack and we just kept on charging them every fucking year to uh, come out with more operatives and... Uh, special updates and all that stuff. It's like you're putting at least hundreds of dollars into a fucking game that should have been sixty dollars. And if you want to, if you want to push the envelope of making more money, then delay your fucking game until it's done, and then maybe charge your game eighty dollars, knowing that we're gonna get a fucking fully fledged game that it, that will play thirty to eighty hours. Yeah, if the value's there, I think people will pay it. There's um, a big part of the argument for DLC and uh, expansions and stuff like that <clears throat> is that the, the price of games were rising consistently for a little bit, but when they hit $60, they just stopped. Like, games have just been $60 for, like, at a normal amount of time. Mm -hmm. So a game that used to cost $60 costs $60. You got $60 worth of nonsense. But now, whenever they put out a $60 game, there's there's... A red, a red area. They need to make more money. It's not economical for them to put out a $60 game and just stop. They need to put out a $60 game, get some DLC, they need you to do some microtransactions, buy some of them loot crates, mm -hmm. stuff like that. And stop doing all that shit. Just make an $80 game or whatever. And if the game is quality, I'll hear about it and I'll go get it. Probably, mm -hmm. I assume. I don't know. Yeah, if so far, I've been buying... I, I like to be real real proud of myself and pat myself on the back saying I don't like to pay $60 for a game. Usually I'll use the, the Amazon incentives or I'll wait or I'll buy it used or something. But, I mean, if Smash Brothers Ultimate had been $80, I'd have fucking bought it. I'd have bought it anyway for $80. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, I feel like if, you know, a publisher said, hey, we're going to take time on our game, on our game. For example, Naughty Dog. I know every fucking Naughty Dog game that comes out is going to be fucking amazing. And I know that they're going to put everything into it. And then when they do a DLC, it, it's literally like 5 to $7, I think. I think the, the Last of Us, the, the first one, was like maybe $10. And you got like eight hours of gameplay out of it. I know that I'm going to get a good Uncharted. I'm going to get a good Last of Us. I'm going to get a good whatever. Other publishers, though, when they say, hey, here's our game... And then you buy the game and you're just like, 
Oh, what about all the other stuff that you talked about in your trailer and at E3? Oh, that's in our DLC. You have to buy the, our season pass and stuff. Huh. And it's just like, stop it. I will pay you 80, 80 to fucking $90 if you give me a big fucking juicy game. If not, I shouldn't be giving you money. Because you're just gonna you're gonna siphon money out of me anyway. Yeah, I'll wait and I'll buy it for twenty or thirty dollars later, and I'll probably get the game of the year edition with all that extra shit in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let let the whales pay for the the development costs of these games. Well, uh, us us uh, is it sharks or dolphins and and minnows? Well, we'll come along later and take a look at. Mm-hmm. And people have already been looking at um money-wise and i think that's why like publishers are trying to find different ways to take money out of us uh they're losing money after the whole uh battlefront star wars thing and then uh fallout 76 like people are starting to open up their mouth but like i said they're just gonna find another way to fuck you and that's what they're pretty much doing I think we we beat another dead horse again with the the loot crates and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, this is what's in the news, and I'll talk about it again. And I'm always willing, the devil's advocate, or if uh, in the rare case that like some some CEO at EA or Activision or whatever wants to defend this kind of stuff, I'm always interested to hear what they have to say. But it, it's usually just you know like talking talking about other assholes or something. One of my favorite cosplays I saw at MacFest was there was a guy walking around in a suit with a briefcase, and he just he just had an emblem on his chest that said EA, and it was on the side of his briefcase, and there was like dollar bills hanging out of the briefcase. That's great. <laughs> Fucking con artists. That's what they, all of them are. I'm being angry. <laughs> and dog's angry, too. Oh, my dog hears it. She's on alert. Uh-oh. I think that's will be the end of the episode. By the way, I think we uh, we we beat down the publishers, and uh, like Andy said, if, if you want to talk to the gaming community, you should. And we're, we're we're always here to listen, but you should also be listening to us too because we buy your games and we play your games. But uh, other than that, to catch our episodes, I've changed things. By the way. Did some changing on our Podbean. Uh, since I'm going to be planning some new podcasts, by the way, I've changed our Podbean to novnetwork.podbean.com. That is Nerd Review Network. So, oh. so again, novnetwork.podbean.com. And we're also Nerd Review Network on iTunes, which I just checked today that we are approved because I had to resubmit and everything. And all our episodes are up there again. So uh, make sure to check us out on Nerd Review Network. And the thing with the Nerd Review Network, you're going to see new podcasts that I, I am going to be producing. And was that? Sorry, I tell my dog to shut up. She heard those dogs and now she's angry. <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt. Sorry, keep going. It's all right. Um, like I said, I'm producing some podcasts and maybe some audio sessions. Not necessarily like podcasts, but it would will still be in podcast form. Of just like ranting. Like maybe one day I'll see a news article and I go, God damn it, these microtransactions, you need to stop fucking doing this. And I would put it up and see if, you know, maybe it sticks. But, um, hold on a second.
I'm back. I just had to yell at somebody. <laughs> what a dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So we're on novnetwork.podbean.com or on iTunes. Make sure to give us a like and subscribe or follow and you know tell us if we're good or bad. We we like to listen to every uh, review. Give us a five star review, but then make a comment to tell us why. Andy, you working on anything, or are you still uh, not ready to announce anything yet? I'm working on 100% Smash. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, somewhat. I mean, it's uh, it's all just writing and stuff, and um, I got a couple ideas while I was at MAGFest. I'm going to try this. Nice. I hope. And I think next week, uh, during Big Trouble Little Podcast, I will have more to announce on, on podcasts that I want to produce. Uh, I just wanted to, to change the whole pod main thing so that we, we can get that ready. And also catch us on nerdreview.com. That's where I post our podcast and also do articles on anything nerdy. We like to play games, so check out what game we're playing. I think I think that's it. So, um, until uh, on Big Trouble Little Podcast, we have Twilight Zone episodes. If you are a fan of that, um, so go back to our last episode and see which Big Trouble podcast, I mean, which Twilight Zone uh, episodes that we're going to be watching. I have to do that all the time. I go back and listen to remember what I'm supposed to watch. <laughs> nice. Until next time, everybody, have a good day. Thanks for listening.